A lot of what I've been thinking about recently and I've been talking about through the summer has been connected with the book of Galatians. So I encourage you to get your Bible and we're going to go to Galatians chapter 2 and look at verses 15 through 21 and draw out from that passage and from some other passages there in Galatians. And look at the description here on what it means to live by faith. There's a lot of misconceptions about what it means to live by faith. You hear some people abusing that idea of living by faith. Even the book of James chapter 2 and verse 19 says, even the demons believe there's one God and they tremble. But the demons can believe that, but they're not saved, they're wicked. There's no hope in that for them. What do we need to believe? Where must our faith and what must it be set upon? That's what we're going to look at here in the book of Galatians. And here's the blessing that we have from our, from our Creator and from God. He gives us so much and promises so much. And He gives more to those who rely upon Him. God wants to give to those who trust in Him, who turn to Him, who through difficult and hard times lean upon Him. The Bible tells us through suffering, we're not going to be kept from suffering, but we do have the strength to endure suffering and the character that can be built through that. You can read more about that in Romans chapter 5. God wants us to trust in Him through Jesus Christ. And the great blessings that come there are apparent here in the text. I want you to think about this question as well. Has someone ever hurt your trust? And what would that mean to hurt your trust? You've ever trusted in someone and they've, and they've broken that. And I want us to, to put that into perspective. If you think about something right now, someone who promised something and they didn't keep it, someone who wasn't faithful, or maybe you think about yourself and something that you've done. And put, our pers- put ourselves in the perspective there and think about God and how... He wants to give us all these things, and He's asking us to trust in Him. And the Scriptures tell us about grieving God and grieving the Holy Spirit and even insulting the Holy Spirit. But when we are in rebellion, when we act contrary to faith, when we don't put our full trust and faith into Him, what I want to do now is go to Galatians chapter 2, look at verses 15 through 21, and we'll make some observations from this text. So let's read that Galatians 2, 15 through 21. The Apostle Paul writes this. He says, We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ... And so we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ, in order to be made right by faith in Christ. And not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. In other words, no one will be made right with God by works of the law. Look at verse 17. But if in our, in our endeavor to be justified in Christ... We too were found to be sinners. Is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. For if I build what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law, I died to the law that I might live to God. And I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And I do not nullify the grace of God. For if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. Or He died for nothing. 
I want you to notice some things there because when you're thinking of it, you're trying to follow Paul's line of reasoning there. Sometimes it can be difficult. Even Peter says that in 2 Peter chapter 3. He says some things that Paul, that Paul says are hard to understand. So when we slow down and draw some observations from the text, this is what we see. No one is right with God by, again, by any works of God's law. And a lot of us try to do that. And it was a problem in the first century and as many are today. Christians who think, well, if I do just this, and in the, the old... Vault's teaching I've mentioned a number of times is I'm a good person, good people go to heaven, therefore I'm going to heaven. That's the kind of thinking, whereas if I do the right things and I work the right things, that God is obligated and owes me salvation, whether Jesus died or not, or whether He agrees with it or not, because I'm a good person and good people go to heaven. And that's kind of that works thinking. And there's some other things that go along with that, and we'll comment on a little bit further. But the person who's right with God is counted just and right by God through faith in Jesus Christ. In other words, God counts you right because you trust in Him and you believe in Him and you trust in Him because of who Jesus is. The words that He has proclaimed, the life that He lives, you trust completely in Jesus Christ. And God does this out of His grace. He loves us and He wants us. He says, you trust in Me. This is the kind of faith that changes your life, changes your behavior, changes your mindset and thinking. This is what He wants from us. And as some of us, we, we kind of want to will things. Like, I'm not doing this, so I'm going to make changes here and change my schedule. And I'm going to do this so that I can... And what the Scriptures are teaching is, is the problem fundamentally has to do with our faith. Do I trust in God? Do I trust in Jesus Christ? And that's what makes the ultimate change in us. Listen to what Paul also, Paul also says. He says, anyone who seeks to be right with God through faith in Christ, but continues to serve sin. And it says there in the text that Christ is no minister or servant of sin. He has no part in it. But if we say we have faith and then we continue to sin and continue to serve sin, which means we're practicing it. We all know we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. We all have done wrong. But what we do now is we, we show and prove ourselves that we're not right. That our faith is not alive and living. As James chapter 2 says, a living faith produces works. Good works. We see this in chapter 2 and verse 19. It might be a little bit confusing. You go to Romans chapter 7 and get a, maybe a little bit more clearer view on what Paul is saying here. But the faithful have died through the law. In other words, we've all sinned. And under the law, we're all cursed. Uh, we're all guilty of it, of God's law. There's no law that we can live up to or perfectly keep so that we're right with God. And so in that sense, we've died to the law. And this is the kind of thinking where someone, um, and I use diets a lot, but you start a diet and then you break it one day and you just say, well, I'm just done with it because I can't keep it. And that's usually the thinking in it. And people treat their faith that way because they think, well, I just do this, this, and this, and I keep doing that, and I try for a long time. And then one day they fail, and they just say, oh, well, I might as well not even go to church. I might as well not read my Bible. Why even pray? What's the hope of it all? And it all comes down to this, that God shows His favor to us. That he doesn't want us to give up. He never wants us to give up. He wants us to trust in Him. And He'll count us right with Him. And it will make us holy through the blood of Jesus Christ. If we do that, it causes a change in us. When faith has its full work, what do we do? Well, we die with Christ and we're buried and we rise again. And we see that pictured here in Galatians 2 and verse 20 where Paul says, For I have been crucified with Christ. And that's the truth. Those who have been crucified with Christ, they now live. Christ now lives in them by faith in the Son of God. 
What does that mean? What does it look like to have Christ living in us? I think many of us have forgotten it, not thought about that much. And there's so much in the book of Galatians that teaches us what it means that Christ is living within us. And that is through faith. Another thing we see here in verse 20, again, is we see the love and the grace of Jesus Christ and what He has given us. That every believer live by faith. And we do so. We do so in the Son of God because in it we see the love of God through Jesus. Uh, We just partook of communion. And when we partake of communion, every time I think of it, I think, God loved me this much. Here Christ has come. He's lived perfectly without sin. And God could have said right there, well, that's all I wanted. The rest of us could have been cursed. But no, the Bible says that God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son. And in here we have God's blessings. And then we also see this in verse 21, I think is fascinating. If people can be right with God through a law, through any law, then Jesus died for no purpose then He died for nothing. And so it's not about us. So much of it is on God and what He gives us. And He wants to give us. He's a loving Father and He says, I want to abundantly give you grace and mercy. I give you all the love that I can demonstrate to you through Jesus Christ. And what effect has that had upon us? And this passage here shows us that. What it means to be a Christian. I remember as a young child, I'm thinking that Jesus, Jesus died for me. And I hope that every one of us in here, when we think about Christ on the cross, it has a conviction upon us, that it has a change upon our life. If the, if the thoughts of Jesus' death on the cross do not affect you, if His crucifixion doesn't convict you, there's something wrong. Your faith isn't set. and It's not where it should be. And I would encourage you to go through and just constantly read and study the book of Galatians. I love the book of Galatians. It's Paul's earliest epistle. And so as you read through Galatians, some some people would say, well, Galatians gets kind of deep and Paul gets a little bit wordy. Maybe this is for later on. But it's his first epistle. In other words, when Paul has the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to write this letter, he doesn't start with the milk. He He does start with a foundation and there's some meat in this, in this book. But he says, this is what the church needs to know from the very beginning. Don't go after your own ways. Don't abandon the gospel. Our scripture reading this morning was Galatians chapter 1, 6-9, where Paul says, if anyone takes the gospel, he says, even if one of us, the apostles or an angel of the Lord comes to you, and he changes the gospel, let him be anathema. Let him be a curse to the greatest amount. And so when I think about the importance of this epistle, it was needed in the first century, and it's definitely relevant today. We'll think more about that in a moment. But I would encourage you in this, as we think about God wanting us to live by faith and trust in Him, it's better to live by God's grace than to die by God's law. So if you go through life and say, well, I'm going to keep this law and this law, eventually you're going to find, just as the Bible says, Just as Romans chapter 3 tells us throughout, you're guilty and you need a Savior and you need a way out. Other things that stand out from these observations, these are my applications here, okay? These are my inferences. So um, I want you to know that, that this is my opinion coming out of looking at what I'm reading here in Galatians chapter 2. So, you need to weigh it out for yourself. All right, but living by faith, I see here, is trusting in Jesus Christ. And living by faith, trusting in Jesus, um, is the way in which we as Christians 
are to have life in us. We must be constantly trusting Him. But I want you to notice this that sin. We look at sin in our life. Sin is a faith problem. It's a belief problem. It's a trust problem. And so when Paul talks about there, he says, when you go back to sin after saying you believed in Jesus Christ, he says, you haven't died with Christ, you've become servants of sin. In Galatians 5 and verse 16, Paul says this, he says, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the sins of the flesh. And walking in the Spirit is connected and living a life by the Spirit. And I'm going to talk more about that in a moment because the Holy Spirit is brought out throughout the book of Galatians in connection to what we believe in our faith. But being made right by faith in Christ causes the believer to seek Him. Alright, when I trust in Him, when I believe in Him, when I have I've been crucified with Christ, I continue to seek Him, then my faith is not about checklist. Okay, and you probably heard that before. I remember growing up as a kid, and sometimes my family, and I've mentioned this before, we would come and we would sit in the assembly, and if we ever came to Bible class, we'd get to the communion, we partake of communion, and we, well, my family said, well, we got something else to do today, and we would get out and leave before the sermon. So there's something wrong with that. In our mind, it was like, well, the main purpose we're here is to take communion, partake of the Lord's Supper, and if I do that, then... That's, that's what I need to do. And our, our mindset was that every Sunday morning it was more of a checklist than rather coming to God and seeking edification, seeking to worship, and coming to Him in faith. And so that's part of that mentality. It's kind of a, a legalistic mentality when you do that. And there's different ways that it can go when you, when you think that way. But law-keeping will not help you draw near to God. I mean, it could show you you need God. It shows you you need a Creator. But what's going to take ultimately is that you trust in the words of Jesus Christ. That you listen to Jesus when Jesus says, Come to Me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Do you believe Him? Do you trust in Him? I love the great invitation there in Matthew chapter 11. And when Jesus says, Come to Me and I'll give you rest, I believe Him. He says, Take My yoke upon, upon you and learn from Me, for I'm meek and lowly of heart. Do you believe Him? I believe Him. And I trust in Him. And so if I want courage in life, if I want to be free from anxiety and free from sin and free from guilt, if I want to see the works of Christ in my life, I know that it comes down to faith and not merely keeping rules. To try to live perfectly by the law is again, is trying to live perfectly by the flesh. And I know this because I'm going to read a passage to you in a minute. Because Galatians, if you're still following right there and you got your text up, and go to Galatians 3 and look at verses 1 through 6, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Another thing that stands out to me in the book of Galatians is when people think about the book of Galatians, they think about the fruit of the Spirit usually, right? That's usually the first thing our mind goes to. There's a restaurant I'm, I, we go to often when I go to Tallahassee and go back home to Alabama. And on the wall are the fruits of the Spirit. Why? Because it's such a wonderful and encouraging thing that this is what the Holy Spirit produces in your life. And so a lot of us, we know Galatians 5 and 6. And many of Paul's books, we often know the endings because the beginning of them is full of doctrine and teaching. The kind of stuff that uh, we might get a little bit bored of or not quite understand. But there's this theme that, that we see here in the book of Galatians as far as our faith and being made right from God. That 
when I, when I hear skeptics say, well, how do you reconcile the book of Romans with the book of James? That you're justified by faith, and yet James says faith without works is dead. And then Romans says, well, you can't be justified by your works. How do you reconcile those? And when you understand what's being said here in the book of Galatians, everything harmonizes perfectly. That I live with a living faith and I'm crucified with Christ, that changes the way that I live. And that way I have a living faith that produces good in me. What I want you to think about this morning as well when you're looking at this is you think about the weaknesses in your life. Think about the sins and struggles. And sometimes we say, I'm going to make this commitment. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this habit change. And maybe I can stay away from this and maybe make some changes in my life. And maybe that works for a little while. Or if you're like me, um, I have to change my diet every two weeks just so that I can stay on it. So, and uh, just let myself eat whatever I want to. But when you do that, you, you can't keep it. It's a, it's a big problem. And so what God has given us to save us in this way is to keep us committed to Him. He gives us the strength and ability to stay faithful to Him. So how can you know you're living by faith? I think another indicator of this is how you judge. Everybody judges. You say, I don't, I don't judge people. Well, most people who drive, you judge the drivers around you. Like, I wouldn't drive like that. I wouldn't do that. You know, you might say some words to somebody when the way that they're driving. We make those judgments. Now, you might be thinking, well, Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 7, He says, judge not or you'll be judged. But what judgment you judge, you'll be judged. What measure you measure, you'll be measured. That's very true. And He goes on there and He says, why do you take the speck out of your brother's eye when there's a log in your own eye? Very true. What's He talking about there? He's talking about not using your own measure and your own standard to judge others. And He's talking about not being a hypocrite and doing it. But Jesus says in John 7 verse 24, He says, judge not by appearance, But what else does he say? He says, judge with righteous judgment. You can judge with righteous judgment. And so we, this is revealing the way that we we view others. The way we even judge ourselves. Do we come up with another standard? Do we put another law upon ourselves, another expectation? Where we always feel guilty, like I can't add up, I'll never be the... a good spouse, I'll never be a good parent, you know, I'll never be good at my work, and so we put these things on ourselves. I want to be very careful about that. And what about how we speak about others? Now, the Bible says um, that we are actually not to judge the world. First Corinthians chapter 5, you remember this? Paul talks about there's a man living in sin in the church, and he says that you should judge him. Why? He's openly living in sin. What does that demonstrate? It demonstrates that his faith is not alive. That he's not trusting in God. That he's not trusting in Christ. But then Paul says, we're not to be judging the world. But that's a lot of what you hear. You turn on the television, it's people judging one another. Look what so-and-so did, and this person did. Whole TV shows are made based upon that. And so you can see by looking and thinking about how you judge, uh, whether there is still a law that you're trying to conform to, whether it's your own or God's. Do you judge the appearance of other Christians? Do you examine their faith? An extent there, we definitely want to be doing that the way that God tells us to do, in a way that's accountable and loving and a matter of faith. Rejecting God is refusing to trust your Creator. It's refusing to trust the One who's given you everything, who's promised you everything. Listen to this from Galatians 3. We're going to look at verses 1 through 6. And what I want you to look at here is when we trust and believe in God, we trust in His promises. 
And He promises us His Holy Spirit. And He wants us to trust in Him because His Holy Spirit, remember when we're baptized, Acts 2 verse 38, we see the gift of the Holy Spirit. What is the work of the Holy Spirit? What does He do in my life? Well, He strengthens me according to Ephesians 3 and verse 16. But listen to this, Galatians 3, 1-3. Paul says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Now, he just said to them, I've been crucified with Christ. That's the mentality. He says, you know that Christ was crucified. He says, let me ask you this, only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Is that the way you're going to live your life? Are you going to go back to law? Or are you going to live by faith? He says, are "Are you so foolish? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? In other words, your flesh is weak. Are you now perfectly keeping all of God's commandments? Are you now no longer sinning? Are you now finding a way that you can do it all on your own? Listen to what Paul says, Galatians 3, 4 through 6. Did you suffer so many things in vain? He says, you you suffered for your faith. If indeed it was in vain, does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by the hearing of faith? The hearing of faith there can be translated the report of faith. In other words, you heard the gospel. This Holy Spirit was given to you. Why is he emphasizing the Holy Spirit? Because it was a promise. It's God's promises. And throughout Galatians, God's promises are the strength. They change us. And so he says, by the hearing of faith, just as Abraham believed God, it was counted to him as righteousness. Abraham's faith is what counted him right with God. That emphasis on the Holy Spirit, it comes from prophecies. Ezekiel 36 and verse 27, Ezekiel says that God's going to come a time when, in the time of the Messiah, He's going to send His Spirit into our hearts and He's going to change us and cause us to obey Him. In John chapter 7, Jesus goes to a feast And he goes up and he says, I'm going to give you living water. And it says there in the text that he was indicating that he's going to give that promise of the Holy Spirit. And you go and you read John 14 through 16 and you read Jesus saying, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. And he says to his apostles, he's going to guide you into all truth. And that promise of the Holy Spirit that's in Joel chapter 2 takes place in the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. This is a promise from God. And as I read Galatians, I want that promise. I want the promise of the Holy Spirit. So believers receive the Spirit by the hearing of faith, but listen to this. This is in chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the nations, so that we may receive the promised Spirit through faith. Why would I want the Holy Spirit? What does He do? He strengthens me. And by the Word dwelling within my heart, He keeps me from sin and desires of my flesh. In fact, the Bible says here, and we're going to see in Galatians in a minute, He gives me new desires. The Holy Spirit, that's the work that He does. So Galatians 4 and verse 6, Paul says, and because you are sons, he says you became sons when you were baptized. Galatians 3 and verse 27. He says, because you are sons, you are children of Abraham, God has sent the Spirit of a son into our hearts. This is also in Romans chapter 8, 15 and 16. God has sent His Holy Spirit into our hearts. If you're a Christian, God's Holy Spirit dwells within you. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And what does the Holy Spirit do within your heart? One thing He does is He cries out to God. Abba, Father. 
Do you pray like that? Do you call out to God? Do you desire Him? Do you seek Him out? That's the work of the Holy Spirit within your heart. I want to be close to God. I want to draw near to Him. And the Scripture says there in Romans 8 that this is an evidence of the indwelling of God's Holy Spirit. That our minds, our thoughts, and our hearts are set upon Him. And furthermore, we see the blessings of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's promised to us. And those blessings, the fruit of the Spirit, you know them. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I want all that. I want every bit of it that God promises to me. And He says, if you live by faith and you trust in Me and it's not about law, now you're walking in the Spirit. Now you receive by the hearing of faith because you trust in God. You receive His promise of the Holy Spirit who dwells in your heart and cries out to God, Abba, Father. I want you to listen to this passage. Galatians 5, 6, and 17 has a lot deeper meaning now. He says, but I say, walk by the Spirit. Live by the Holy Spirit. Live by the desires that God has promised you and given to you by God's Holy Spirit dwelling within you. He says, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. You won't gratify the lust of the flesh, the coveting that comes from your body. He says, for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. And the desires, notice that, the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. Why? Again, Holy Spirit dwells within my heart. The desires of the Spirit are within me, taking me and directing me away from the flesh, calling out and crying out, Abba, Father. That's amazing. That's a promise of God to all Christians, to all saints, that we have that power, we have that influence given to us. And I thank God for it. And He says, I'll give it to you if you trust that Jesus Christ is Son of God and you're crucified your old life and you've put it to death. The desires of the Spirit, again, are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing what you want to do. Sounds a lot like Romans chapter 7. Those who resist God, they live by the desires of their flesh. They live in the weakness of it. And they try to follow a law that they cannot keep. And I encourage you this morning, turn to God in faith, trust in Him, trust in His graces and His promises to strengthen you from within. Rely upon His Holy Spirit. I would encourage you to pray. And when you pray, know the crying out of Abba Father within your heart. God's plan to give great gifts to the nations is that we rely upon Him and that again that we trust in Jesus Christ. I think it's fitting to conclude this morning with Galatians 3, 7-9. Paul says, Know then that it is those of faith who are the children of Abraham And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles, the nations by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham. See, Abraham is that great example to us. Abraham trusted and believed in the promises of God, and that caused him to obey. That's why he left, the court said in Hebrews chapter 11, that he was willing to go to a foreign land and look go to the promised land because he believed and trusted in God. When you trust in God's promises, it causes changes within you. Abraham was willing to offer up his son. Why? Because he believed in God and the, the nations would be blessed through his son. He's willing to sacrifice his son knowing that, and believing that God would resurrect him from the dead. But it didn't come to that. And so it says in Abraham, in regards to him, in you shall all the nations be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. You want to have the blessings of God this morning. You want his promises. You want his grace and his gifts. You trust in him with all your heart. You believe in Him. 
And you confess that faith in Jesus Christ. And if you haven't done this, die to your sins and bury the old person in the waters of baptism and rise up to the newness of life. It is there that we become the children of Abraham and children by faith when we're baptized into Christ. Galatians 3, 26-27. You need to obey the gospel this morning. We encourage you to come forward and do so. You need prayers and encouragement. You can come forward. I encourage you to find someone around you, another Christian, somebody that you can speak with, that will pray with you, that will study with you, that will read Scripture with you. Find that encouragement. That's why you have the church. That's why you have fellow Christians. Whatever your needs are, let's stand and sing together.